haunting episode on here, burn your boats. Um, this is not to take it lightly, uh, the situation that is occurring right now, but um, we are finding ourselves more at home and um, and utilizing the technology that we do have um, to continue to not just survive, but to thrive in these times. Um, so I really, um, I wanted to come in uh, today and try to be at least somewhat of a of potentially a change of pace for you guys since I'm sure that you're keeping up with the times and um now that we're at home we, it, it's it's easy to get wrapped up with uh one when we're we're trapped around our uh our families and our kids and um that kind of natural break that we all like, that no one likes to admit that they like, but that break that you get away from your kids and away from your significant other, um, we're we're not getting that anymore. So we uh, we need to acknowledge the fact that um, that that's real and that's and that's fine. You know, it's okay. It's it's uh, it's a whole different world, and I I'm a firm believer of absence makes the heart grow fonder, um, and so. That's a, that's a, it's a real thing that we're all experiencing now. Um, and that's, and that's okay. It's okay. Um, the question is, how are you, how are you handling it? What is your, what is your mental approach during these times? And, and I mean, I'm sure that everywhere, like I said, so now you're, you're stuck at home and what do you do in times like this? These are, these are truly, I've heard this expression so many times and it really like, it's, it irks me, but it's it's true and accurate. Um, we're, we're living in unprecedented times. And I mean, there is precedent. There's just no precedent for it um, in the world that we live in now. The last epidemic of this caliber, I think, was the 1918, um, the 1918 flu. And so nothing in the world existed then as it does now. And I actually heard an interesting perspective is that people uh, during the Great Depression and people during these these historic um, viruses and pandemics actually were were closer to the bottom in the sense that they didn't have all of the um, all the luxuries that we have to lose at least us, uh, us here in the in the first world. So it's it's kind of a further fall from grace, if you will, or fall from um, creature potential creature comforts but for for most of us right now i don't imagine there being um a whole lot of actual real world tangible stress um the stress is real the stress of you potentially um losing your job and losing your pay uh that that's real but for most of us that doesn't exist yet and so a lot of the things that are stressing us are, are actually the things that are in our head. And so the, the stresses that we do have, it's, it's that are real tangible every day. If, if you are isolating, if you are at home, um, the stress of being around your kids. And that's, that's, that's no joke. <laughs> it's no joke to be around, especially depending on the amount of space that you have. But um, coming up with ways to still provide everyone with their kind of individual solitary time. Um, and then also finding ways to creative, uh, creatively come together and and accomplish um, 
not accomplished, but um, to, to get quality time together in, in new and unique ways. Uh, the benefit now, as opposed to the others, is that we're, we're really connected. We really have, we have so much uh, capacity at our fingertips with the internet and with computers and everything. We, it, it's right there, and it's just, it's an absolute wonder, the world that we live in, and, and it's amazing that even in these times, I, I am a firm believer, I am, I truly believe that we still live in the greatest time in human history, regardless of the current situation, like, you could still, right now, you could open up a successful business right now, there are so many, so many volunteer operations and, and, quote-unquote nonprofit organizations that are being started and launched right now in the face of this to, to truly help you help each other and a lot of these aren't there's not there's not a lot of uh necessarily official grounding but it's just people finding unique ways to to do what we've always done and so because times are different our ability to to coordinate efforts and to to leverage the technology at our fingertips is is greater than it's ever been and because of that we have the ability to to help people through situations like this in a way that we've we haven't been able to before uh and it's kind of a mixed bag when you really think about it um because you think about when we weren't we weren't so globally connected and we were much more um much more connected to our local communities that in these times, like you knew all of your neighbors and you knew all of these people. Um, and so going in and checking on, on Johnny, the neighbor and, and Jane, the down the street, like that was, that was much more typical because you knew them. You had a sort of relationship, uh, with them beyond, um, what most of us have today with our neighbors. Shoot. I don't know the names of most of my neighbors of any of them, really, when I think about it. Um, I don't, I don't know their names and that's, uh, that's something that we can really look at now and, and one, there's two different, two different aspects here. One is you could really, that can really change right now. And I think that it is for a lot of people that, um, it's, we, we're looking at being local and being stuck local much more than before. And so, uh, we're kind of, we're forced to stay in a position where um, we're typically not in the sense that we're, we're at home and, and we know if you have any any urge to, to get moving and, and to let your skin absorb some of that vitamin D, <laughs> you're getting outside in the in the small ways that you can and in and around your house and in your neighborhood. I know my wife has has gone out and and has helped. Uh, this is this is when uh, her daughter is is learned to ride her bike. <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's it's a there's there are phenomenal things that that are happening right now, um, in the face of this and, and during the process. Like you're you're out there and you're seeing your neighbors out there. And as long as like you're keeping your distance, like you can still check in on people. Like and that's that's something that I've seen across. Like I've seen come across my Instagram feeds and and things of that nature. People talking about going out to a store and, and and people just just checking just walking by and saying hey uh like there was a there was a person that was walking through the toilet paper aisle and another person saw them and was like hey do you need toilet paper and person a says like oh no i'm good like oh, okay well because i have extra um and, and i can you know i can meet you uh or i can i can get that to you and then another person walks up they're like oh you know what i need to live like okay let's let me let me try to let me try to get that for you 
and so there's just it's like this this really cool interesting way like we saw kind of the the weird part not weird but the the extreme part in the early stages and not to say that it's over um but in the early stages where people were uh going out and buying all the toilet paper and buying all the hand sanitizer and and now uh um you're kind of seeing the this other really cool side of it where it's um people are looking to share people are looking to help um it's really it's an interesting thing um that goes back to uh the idea that like once you once you're at a certain level of security then you feel comfortable going out and helping other people um so the the other aspect that i wanted to to hit on was the way that we're able to connect now long distance more than we ever have been and how we're able to to capitalize on that um to in, in a way like it's good to be able to go in there and check in with your family i am not downgrading that at all i think that's amazing it's, it's like i can i can communicate and and get video chats in with my family that's halfway across the country um daily multiple times a day without any problem um i actually just got uh a notification from verizon that says that hey we just gave you 15 gigs of data don't worry about it you don't have to do anything it's just yours and like that's phenomenal that's the stuff that's that's really amazing about companies right now is that people are really are looking to find ways like how can we help people how can what is within our capacity that will not cripple us and our employees and obviously their ability to to maintain their income during this time but to what can we do that can really help people through this time and and the internet's huge. Like I said, you can you can video chat with your family all day. Um, you can check in on all your people all across everywhere, and and that's that's a phenomenal thing. And it's it's that's that really helps that um that less tangible stress I was talking about when you're. I guess this really kind of leans more towards the tangible side when you think about it. It's that that real stress that you're dealing with now. If if you're isolated at home and you're and you're following the CDC uh, guidance that you're at home, and you, you're feeling, you are potentially feeling much more, um, much more secluded naturally. Cause that's, that's the goal is to seclude yourself, to protect yourself, um, to isolate. So you're feeling isolated, huh? Go figure. <laughs> and so, but with that, um, um, that comes with a lot of stress, especially for a lot of people, depending on who you are, who you are. I see a ton of posts now that are like, oh, introverts dream come true and all this stuff about how happy introverts are. Like that's cool and that's great and grand, um, and there are a lot of people that are not introverts that are that are really, as this progresses, are having a legitimately hard time with this, and it, so with that and with if you're used to going out and communicating with people at your work and or your job is entails um, helping people or or just communicating with lots of different people throughout the day and you're used to going out with your family at the end of the night and being able to go grab a bite to eat out and um and that's 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 just kind of your normal natural uh routine then transitioning to the point where you're stuck inside and going outside is even you know kind of shame shame i know your name kind of thing going on that can that can lead to a lot of stress and so the ability to communicate with people is huge and so verizon's just throwing out 15 gigs for people that aren't on unlimited plans already is is significant that is a huge deal and so that's that's amazing and i think that's phenomenal
And it can really help alleviate some of that stress, some of that feeling of isolation is you're, you're communicating with other people, you're connecting with other people. And so I think that that's, that's huge, but it's also so not, not only, like I said, not only is it great that we're able to communicate with our families and to keep, keep in touch with them and, and make sure that they're doing okay. And, and really like, like I said, it's, it's helping you when you're feeling isolated, but it's helping them. It's letting somebody know that they really, that you really care and, and that you're, they are on your mind and it just, it can, it can change the entire day just through a five minute Skype, Skype call. And I actually just had this conversation. I was, uh, I was teaching a class on goal setting and, um, Part of it is identifying, you know, kind of the things that you let get in the way of your goals, like knowing you, knowing who you are and what are the, what are the things that you do that will stand in the way that you can already identify. When you look back on yourself and you see the things that, that stand in your way, what, where does that, where does that come up? Um, and, and how can you address it? And one of the things that came up in the class that somebody brought up and that I, uh, that I actually share is that, um, I, I build things up. Uh, bigger than what they they need to be or yeah bigger than what they need to be because I um I, I always want things to be I don't know right in my head in my head I have I have an idea of like okay if I'm gonna like I do I do a crap job of talking to my parents and I really want to do a better job this is for real this is a real story <laughs> so I do a crap job of communicating with my family reaching back out to them and uh and just just letting them know how I'm doing checking in and see how they're doing um and I always say to myself like I, I every once in a while it finally builds up and builds up and builds up and builds up to the point where I'm like okay I got the call and then I, and then I finally do it and at the end of the call every time I'm like I'm gonna do better I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule a time I'm gonna book this down uh, on the calendar so that way I know and I remember that this is this when I this is when I'm gonna call it and it's and it's designated time to do that um, so I and I don't <laughs> and I, <laughs> I don't and I, and what it is is that I'll miss the time something will happen like oh crap I can't call today and then it builds into like oh well I can't just I, what I could have done what I didn't what I don't think about and what I don't allow myself to accept as a as a an acceptable alternative to the reality. I say I need to be able to have a two to three hour conversation on the phone with my parents or I'm not going to call. And I don't say that consciously. That's not like a, that's not like a, I'm not doing it. It's just in my head. I'm like, Oh, I don't have the time. Like, I'm like, Oh, okay. I gotta, I, I gotta do this and I gotta do that. And like, I don't have the time and I'll, I'll call them as soon as I get some time. But in my head, what, if I actually sat down and identify like what, how much time do I need? And this is when I did it is, is this is when I figured it all out is when I did that. When I, when I look back and reflect, I was like, well, what, how much time do I need to call? I was like, well, I could just do that in five minutes. I could just call them like, Hey, Hey, I don't have a lot of time. I just want to call and tell you that I love you. And so if they're listening, mom, dad, Hey, I love you. <laughs> and and I feel like I should call you right after this show. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise I'm, uh, I am not living up to my own standards of improvement. So, <laughs> so that I shall. Uh, but yeah, that's, um, that's, it, it's an interesting thing that we can do is we can build these things up into being much bigger, uh, requiring much more than what is actually required. Um, like in that instance, like I, I don't need three hours to talk to my parents on the phone. I just, I need five minutes, you know, and imagine, imagine what, how much better my parents would feel. And I would feel about everything. If I called them once a week for five minutes versus 
every six months for three hours you know like it's it can be it can be a world of difference and the way that they would feel included into my life would be phenomenal and the and having them included back into my life in in a more consistent meaningful way would be phenomenal and then it helps build that that muscle memory we're like oh you know, like i i call i do call them every week and and then that conversation can progress and uh as far as in time and depth and breadth of what we're talking about um, because I have allowed it to gain a footing inside of my life. And so that's, that's phenomenal. Um, and so that's, and I think that's one thing that we do with when it comes to helping people. Like right now, I think what a lot of people might be feeling is, God, I would love to help people. I just don't know how, like it's just the problem's so big. And I would lo- like, I know that all of these old people are at, <laughs> old people. <laughs> I know that all these old people are at risk uh, at higher risk. And they really, really like, I need to self-isolate. Yeah, sure. I need to self-isolate, but they really need to self-isolate because I might catch it and I'll probably end up being fine. If they end up catching it, they probably won't end up being fine. So what, what, but what do I do? Like there's so many and it's, I, I, I think breaking it down to like, okay, who do I know? Who do I know that this is actually affecting? Like, who do I know that's older in my area? And like, okay, hey, you know what? Let me check in on them. And let me go and uh, and, and pick up some food at the grocery store. When I'm already going to go, so I'm not making multiple additional trips on top of this. Like, hey, just hit them up. Like, hey, I'm going to swing by the grocery store. And I'm going to pick some stuff up. And I will, uh, do you need anything? And that's kind of where... Uh, a nonprofit started. I think that I talked about it on a previous episode. There's, there's like these helping angels or whatever that are out there, and, and they're they've this turned in. This has turned into a multi-state, almost if not by now, like a nationwide program that came up just out of a couple of girls in a sorority that just wanted to bring some food to some people, and now there's like state coordinators and all this stuff. It's absolutely phenomenal. This amazing service that's being provided for elderly people that are stuck inside and that are really following through nice and thoroughly uh, with the with the CDC recommendations of isolation. Um, they're going out there and they're delivering the food to them, and, and they did. I don't think that they started out by saying, "I'm going to change the United States. I'm going to provide all this new services to all these people." They're like, "No, I just want to do this this one thing," and I think that's how a lot of ideas start, and how a lot of the ideas that actually turned into what they are now, um, that they they started much smaller, and the person just they allowed um, this their head to stay on a swivel. They allowed the idea of um, versatility and um, and flexibility into their uh, into their mental like capacities into into their neural pathways because this is new for them. And so as they saw when they're going out, they're already thinking like I want to help this person and they go out and they see this opportunity to help more people and and because they're thinking about helping people and they're thinking about helping people with food as opportunities are coming up around them while they're helping people with food they're they're more inclined to see those opportunities because their head's already in that game now if your head is in the game if you had that thought you're like man i would really like to help people but i can't because it's so hard and it's so big um your brain is not going to change it's not going to be skewed in a way that you're going to start receiving one that you're not going to um you're not going to be looking to solve that solution not, you're not looking to 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 find the answer um and so but with that you're not going to you're not 
along the way because you're not on the path and you're not taking action. You're like, you've removed the possibility for opportunities to pop up. Like there's very, it's very unlikely for you to continue to identify opportunities for helping people if, if you've decided that helping people is not something that you're capable of doing. You know what I mean? Like you can't, you can't, if I don't, if I don't think that I'm good at math, that's like my go-to example because it's something that I think a lot of us can relate to or a lot of us use that, that framework. I'm not good at math. If I'm not, if I think that I'm not good at math, do you think that I'm going to be going out and do, and, and consciously putting myself in a situation where I need to perform mathematical equations, uh, efficiently and accurately, you know, in order to accomplish whatever it is that I'm trying to do. No, no, I'm probably not going to do that. I'm probably going to avoid that like the plague (laughs) pun, not intended, intended, whatever. (laughs) But I, uh, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that's just part of the way that our brain works. Like it's, we, that's more, I think that when we talk, when people talk about the secret, this is what kind of drives me nuts. When people talk about like the book and the, and the quote unquote documentary, the secret, like, oh, if you think it and you keep envisioning it, then it will come like, yeah, but you're missing so many parts of that. And I think the real tangible part is action, right? Like, so you think about it, you envision it, and then you do it. And like, you're the act of you doing it. It's. One, it can attract more of that into your life because other people can see you doing it and they're like, oh, this guy does does this. And like, I think that he would be able to help with this. I've, I've seen this problem. I wonder if this person can help with the this flavor of that problem that they're solving over here. Like, so if you were trying to help people with... Um, with a food shortage situation or a food delivery sort of system at a, at a reasonable price. Um, people are like, Oh, you know what? I've seen that as an issue over here. I wonder if they can help over here and then they can hit you up. And that's quote, that's the law of attraction. And then also what it does. So that's, that's external. That's something that people are seeing you act. And so they're going to you because they see that you're, you're, you're a rock. You can be counted on and you can be relied upon to get things done. And they're seeing it happen then you also are, your brain is being rewired to start acknowledging more of those opportunities. And that goes into my definitions of luck. You can check it out on a previous episode. And also that I'll dive into more into the training program that I'm making, uh, the different types of luck. Um, people want to, people want to refer to, uh, all these people as being lucky and being lucky. And, and uh, sometimes that's true. Sometimes there's pure dumb luck. I am, uh, <laughs> I am not a firm believer as much as I am a firm recipient of a fair amount of dumb luck. And this is from a guy that I can define those different kinds of luck well. So I'm not just saying when good things happen to me, I'm lucky. Um, I'm saying I'm saying that sometimes I just I'll win a raffle, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, and then other times I will I will win, uh, and I will do better than other people because of opportunities that they did not have that I had because I put myself in a position not only to to get that opportunity 
to get that advantage, but to be aware while I was in that situation of the existence of that opportunity and how it could benefit me. And then I took advantage of that. I just talked about this with my wife about um, a guy that I work with, my my current boss, actually. I've, I told her, I was like, I'm so, I'm blessed. I, I, I said, I'm lucky that this person works with me because I feel like he's the person that, that I would want to work with as I am transitioning out of the military, he's just, he has the right mindset and everything, uh, that will help me, um, and, in many different ways. And I am, I am, so there's, there's a certain amount of dumb luck that come, that came with him being assigned to the unit at the same time that I'm in this unit. And, uh, so that, that's kind of dumb luck. Um, but the, uh, the part of it that's not dumb is me recognizing his personality traits and his skills and his background and, and his ability to and willingness to help me out in this situation, um, that's that's a different kind of luck. And that's the different kind of luck that people that are going out and, and starting uh, their own venture, that's that's a lot of times what they what they come into contact with is that and as they they spend more and more time in whatever industry that it is that they're in or whatever endeavor it is that they're in then they become more and more uh keenly aware of those different types of opportunities and those those different types of um of yeah opportunities that they can take advantage of and so so it's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal thing. And so that's just something that like in the previous epidemics that have existed, we've leaned so heavily on that that local culture and, and helping our neighbors to the left and right. And I think that it's really crucial that we continue to do that. And we are seeing that neighborhoods are looking out for each other. They're they're and they're doing it through the groups. So like these this the digital network is there are neighborhood groups online that people are like, hey, you know, uh, Walmart just got a a distribution of meat like they just came in like hurry up and get there before they get sold out and so like oh crap okay cool then then you go there and so like you're helping out your neighborhood but then also you're you're so that's and then you're going outside and you're seeing your neighbors and you're checking in on them like without being uh silly about it be doing it in a smart way that that keeps everyone safe um and then you're able to use the technology also to spread the the helping out to other people um, I think that it's a beautiful thing, and I just I, I know that we all have the capacity to help in some way, shape, or form. And some people don't have the um, uh, the skill, will, or resources. And that's that's I heard this from a from a previous leader a while ago that um, if if something isn't being done, it's for one of three reasons: it's because of skill, lack of skill, lack of will, or lack of resources. And so, and some of those can kind of be like intertwined in on each other. Like sometimes you don't have the will to get the skill, you know, <laughs> or you don't have the, the skill to get the resources or you don't have the willingness to get the resources. And so it's a lot of them can kind of, kind of, uh, go on top of each other and overlap in a Venn diagram kind of manner. But the, um, the key thing there is, is we may, we may not be in a position where we feel like we can help, we can start that that program but there are so many things right now there's so many opportunities for you to do so like literally just go online and start looking like i have a news break app on my phone and so 15 20 times out of the day i'm like boom, 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 boom. i get a notification that tells me that you know this is happening and this many right now uh daily update on COVID 19 more than eighty-five thousand americans have contract i gotta actually pull it up have 
Where'd it go? Oh, they just switched articles on me. It says, Daily Coronas Briefing. U.S. Top, tops world in COVID-19 cases. British Prime Minister tests positive. Yeah, so that happened. Um, and so we keep getting news like this. And this is... Um, th this is every day. And so if you're if you're out there and you're, you're trying to pay attention so that way, like... You know, you probably should be. It's it's a real fine balancing act of paying paying attention and not letting yourself get sucked into this negative, this negative whirlwind of of thoughts and emotions while start, while trying to make sure that you're tracking what's going on. Um, but with this article, I, it comes up in the the related, the related articles that come up like next to it will be here. Let me just let me just pull up on the phone. Let me um. Check out the news break, and this is this is an app that I actually it's actually called Newsbreak, and it's got so I have things that I'm following, so like you'll you'll uh, tag aspects or topics that you're interested in, so that way it'll it'll bring those into you, and then it's got things that are specifically for you. And right now it's got coronavirus. For me, it's got Omaha um, because I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And it's got headlines. So if I go to coronavirus, then it gives me like the CDC update at the very top. Or the, yeah, it says source is who, CDC, CCDC, ECDC, uh, etc. <laughs> um, and so right now it's got 92,978 cases officially confirmed, 812 recovered, 1,414 1, deaths. Um, and that is plus, I'm assuming that the numbers that they're giving at the very top are the, the daily changes. And so there, so the, right now of the officially confirmed cases, there was an addition of 7,613 and then 59 additional recoveries and 104 additional deaths today. Um, if that is the correct way of reading it, New York is still topping off the list, but all of this, um, Okay, so that's stats, right? That's where it kicks off. And I, I'm, a, I'm a stat head when it comes to a lot of this stuff. And I think, real quick, just to dive into this, since we're, since we're on the topic and everything, I think the, the important number here is not going to be how many people have contracted it. And especially, that is an important figure, but it's not that alone. And, it's, and one of the things that might start freaking people out, which you, you should try to get some perspective on, try to take some perspective on, is... Um, uh, the numbers are, are shooting through the roof. I hear people talk about it, like, oh my gosh, this many more people got confirmed uh, coronavirus uh, in the last 24 hours. I'm like, yeah, but like, look at how many more tests we're doing every day. That's so we're going. We should, we should, we and and honestly, like when you think about numbers and stats and everything, we should want to find out more people are positively confirmed as having COVID 19. Um, as we're testing more, because the more that we find them out through further testing, because like, right now, or what has happened in the beginning, is that testing was reserved for people that that almost we almost already knew that they had it. So it's like, you traveled overseas, you were in direct contact with somebody that had coronavirus, you have a fever, you have a cough, and, um, and you're having trouble breathing. Like, okay, you have all those things? Okay, we'll test you. Hey, look, you're positive. Go figure. So, of course, if those are the, that's the group that you're testing... Naturally, the numbers of serious cases that require ICU uh, uh, bed beds for those for that group that population and the number of correlated deaths with the, from that group are the, the the percentages are going to be really really high because we're focused we focus the testing so much on the people that already had it and it's not to say that was wrong when we're building up the momentum to get the number of tests that we need you have to focus them on the on the people that 
are are most likely to have it so you're not wasting tests frivolously. Um, and so as we test more and more and more and we get higher numbers, like it, it makes the percentages better because like, yeah, okay, you know, a million people had it or like today, let's say 93,000 cases officially confirmed in the U.S., and 1400 deaths and tomorrow we test 75,000 people and all of or, and all of them are positive and like there's not going to be an equivalent match of deaths in there because those are the people that were are having minor symptoms that that we wouldn't have already put in the queue to get tested so that's my take on it that's not like that's not like super official that's just the way that I look at the stats and it's the way that I look at the numbers and I hope it's a way that we can all kind of take a little bit of perspective on this. But to the point. So if I'm looking at this, again, I'm in the Newsbreak app. If I go, it's got, four, when I when I tap on the middle tab at the very top, it says coronavirus, right? So it's all about that. I tap on that and then it starts me off in the stats, which is what I was just reading off to you. Um, and then, so it's got tabs underneath it. It says coronavirus real-time updates. Um, right now, my location is for Omaha for some reason. <laughs> I do not live there. But um, if you tap on news, and then you go down and you start seeing it. So you see like daily summary, unemployment claims break record, uh, which is not great, right? Miller High School pitch in to help fight coronavirus. Uh, UNMC trains more than 735 EMS responders to COVID-19 with virtual session. Like all of this stuff is like, uh, you, you can, you can look at the ways that we're responding. Um, it's, it's, there are so many opportunities. There's so many people stepping up to do great things. Like, like with the, uh, the Miller, the Miller high school pitching to help fight. So like, you can click on that. What does that mean? Um, and then you go in there and you're like, okay, uh, volunteers on Friday picked up, uh, UV disinfectant lockers, uh, used at high schools in Millard school district. The lockers will be sent to CHI health facilities around the state to help them disinfect personal protective equipment. Um, PPE are critical for protective personal protective equipment is PPE. PPE are critical for hospitals and other care facilities to protect their staff, who are working to save people with coronavirus and other infectious diseases. Three News Now reporter Kent Lutzen was there Friday morning and filed this report via Facebook Live. So, like, when you think about this, this is like thinking outside of the box, right? The high school is like, oh, we have this, we have this capacity. I don't even, this is freaking cool. <laughs> this high school has this capacity and they're thinking outside of the box. And like, when you read that article, like, oh, you know what? My company's got some of that. Like we got we or like it can it can cue up that thought process because you're allowing it in. You're allowing the that type of of thought to happen and, and especially it's really cool when you see that people are operating outside of the norm um and finding different ways to to help rather than just like okay, I'm gonna donate money. And and don't get me wrong, donate. Donate money, donate time, donate resources. Um, it's it's really, really important. It's really important for us to look out for each other and to help. Um, I I know that not every, like I said, I, I don't want people to be held back because they don't think that they can fix the problem. Like nobody on their own is going to fix the problem. But what you can do is you can facilitate other people's ability to to, to fix it by, by tapping into the things that you do know and... And, and leveraging that to help the community. 
and then just being there for your family. Like right now it's like, okay, so what are you, what are you choosing to focus your time and mental energy on? You know, is it, is it the doom and gloom and the potential that this might go on for six to eight months? Is it the super good news or, or like potential good news? That this might be over in a, in a month or less than a month or like, it's not that serious. Or are you sitting around stressed out around your family and everyone's like at each other's throats? Um, what are you, when you're looking at the current situation, how are you capitalizing on it? If you're at home and you're able to work from home, um, one, maybe you're able to find more efficiencies that you can, that, that you weren't able to figure out at the office because you're at home. You're like, oh, well, when we do this stats and we do these, these meetings about these things, like this has been way more efficient this way, you know, and we could just send up reports like this or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like there, there are so many things to learn if you're paying attention. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, I'm getting down on some Netflix too, <laughs> you know, like, and it's, and it's great, but at the same time, I'm looking to, okay, how can I, how can I do my work even better? How can I, how can I make sure that I'm, I'm as good at, as being at work? Okay, now how can I leverage my time so that I can, um, I can, I can better myself. Like, okay, so I signed up for that, that Yale course, the one that I shared out, if you're on, I think that I shared it in the, I forget if I shared it on my, my personal page or if i shared it on the facebook group it was one or the other but um but yeah no i'm in that course and actually i uh i haven't i say it and i haven't opened it up yet and it's friday it's the last day of the first week or unless it's their end is set sunday which hopefully it is but after this i'm gonna hop on there i'm gonna continue working i'm gonna pull up my uh i'm gonna i have my email up and i'm still continuing to to do my army work but at the same time i'm going to to take some of that time to um, to work on, on that, that Yale course as well, uh, well, that they were giving out for free and only 50 bucks for the certification at the end, you know, so that you could actually walk away with a certification that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, and then, and also in the midst of this, like I'm taking breaks and I'm doing, I'm doing, uh, workouts and I'm trying to keep myself in shape as well. And you don't need a crazy, again, this is one of those things like you don't need a gym to stay in shape. You don't need a crazy facility and all this workout equipment to stay in shape. There was an amazing post by Adam Messer, about Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, and his home workout. It showed him like doing the all these different. He had like two chairs set up side by side, like um, with him in between them, using it as like a dipping uh, for dips and stuff like that. And then you could just do push ups, you can do sit ups, you can do leg ups. Um, he showed a way to do makeshift pull up bar. Um, and it, it's just and these like toe ups and these leg exercises, squats. Like there's so much that you can do, so much that you can do, and especially with the technology. There's so many videos, there's P90X and uh, the, the, all the different types of really intense, you know, hit exercises and stuff like that. And so like, and the, but then they, there's, there's something for everybody. And so if you're, if you're not taking it, like there's things that you can control and there's things that you can't. And that's one of the things that I love. I'm reading the daily stoic and it, once a day, I'm not, I'm not even good enough on that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not up <laughs> like the, like the, I read the other day and I was up to like January 23rd. And it's, you know, obviously it is, uh, March 27th. <laughs> so, um, I'm not, I'm not up on it, but as much as I should be every day. And it's only one page a day, but they, it, it, stoicism based around the idea of like, there's things that you can control and there are things that you cannot control. And so stop spending time focusing and, and expending energy on those things that you cannot control. In this scenario, you cannot control the coronavirus. You can control your reactions and your response to it, but half the time, I mean, there's there are situations that occur that you can't even control uh, whether you get it or not. You can keep yourself as safe as possible, but what you can control is is your emotional response to it, 
you can you can acknowledge the fact that maybe you have not responded in the way that you would have have preferred it like if you think about yourself and you like write it out like in a movie style you're like you watch a movie and you admire people that are that are acting a certain way or responding a certain way to adversity you're like of course yeah that's what you do like are you doing the thing that you would say of course to are you responding with with grace um are you are you responding and acting with strength and with perseverance um maybe not you know maybe may, maybe there's room for improvement I know that there is for me. Like I could be more productive. I could be better. I should. I should have been in that course already, and I haven't. I. I have throat exercises and and voice exercises that I need to do because of uh because of an, an issue that I have with my throat. And my physical therapist is like, hey, like you know all the stuff that we talked about that you got to do. Like do that, <laughs> do it. <laughs> so I got to do that. Um, but yeah, like look at those opportunities. Look at the there's free online training right now. There's there's free trials that you can do for a month. Um, and the one thing that I do is I get it. People are like, oh, it's a free trial for a month, and then they're gonna automatically put me in to pay. Like yeah, set set a date in your calendar. I do that when I get when I sign up for free programs and I and I want to review and I want to make sure I don't automatically roll into it because I'm rolling on a very tight budget. I set a, an alarm or a, a a reminder an event in my calendar so that way I'm like okay, it's two days before the program is set to. Um, expire the free trial set to expire so I go in there and I review I'm like okay you know what this is something that's actually really important to me and, and, and I'm okay with going in let me go in and make sure that I'm fully aware of how much it costs monthly and, and then I can weigh that out with the pros and the cons and I can cancel it if I need to so that way I'm not out of pocket um, Skillshare is an amazing program it's got a ton of classes on there for you to be able to learn and I think it's free I think it's two months of free services that you can get through Skillshare that, that you can learn like camera, uh, how to work a camera, how to work with drones, how to work um, uh, with video editing and stuff like that. All, all sorts of stuff. Any, almost anything that you can imagine. Uh, check out Skillshare. That's an, that's an amazing one. And, uh, and none of these, I'm not a sponsored show. None of these are giving me money. Um, but I've used it. I've used Skillshare. I use Skillshare. I'm, I'm actually recording this in Audacity right now. And I use Skillshare in the free portion of it to watch like this whole video series on Audacity. And it, it increased my ability to edit efficiently like a thousandfold. It was huge, immense. If nothing else, that alone, I mean, I say it made it worth it. It made it worth the time that I invested because I didn't have, I, I, at the time, it wasn't free. It wasn't a free trial. You know how much it was? A penny. It cost me a penny. So uh, now it's free, I'm pretty sure, for two months. Um, and yeah, so you can check that out. There's like the free courses at Yale, I think. Um, for teachers, Adobe is doing this like really ridiculously discounted price for like their creative suites. Um, there's just there's so much. Just go online, go out there and like and, and expose yourself to it. And just and like a lot of times, I, I discussed this recently with the transitioning out of the military. The military has done such a phenomenal job of assisting people uh, by giving them the tools that they can use to really set themselves up for success on the outside. Like if you're paying attention, you're going through the courses and you're really giving it your all, like there are so many opportunities there and, and instructionals and, and, and just setting you up for success for, for getting your feet on the ground when you get out. The issue with that is sometimes it's too much. Like there's too many resources and it's, um, there's God, there's an actual phrase for it. It's, uh, it's, it's related, it's like a cousin of the uh, uh, paralysis by analysis. But it's like, um, it's choice fatigue, uh, something like that. But it's like when you have too many choices, 
then you like you you have a, a hard time. Your brain has a hard time managing that. So it's easier if if you have less choices. So my my recommendation to you now is look at look at one area of your life that you want to be better at. Like, do you want to gain a new skill? Um, could you be happier? Like, register for the Yale course. Could you, like, and is that something that you like? You know what? I find myself being negative. You know, like I I want to be less negative all the time. Uh, take that course. That's like how to live a happier life every day or something like that. Um, and then there's, uh, or you know what I want, I just, I, I've, I haven't worked out. I know that I'm not in the greatest shape and I really want to be around for my kids and I want, I want to be more mobile and I just, I'm sick of feeling like crap. I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. Right. Um, like start working out and like, look at the, look at some online stuff that's free right now and, and look at, uh, I mean, there's a ton on YouTube that you could just go and start doing. Um, and then there are programs that you can find through there and it's just, like I'm sure that there are deals I haven't I haven't seen because I I already know I have a routine I have a home routine and so I'm following up with that but it's if that's an area and you want to start there like do that like like do your work do your telework um but then choose that as the thing that you're going to improve like you should find at least one thing during this quarantine isolation time like I'm gonna I'm gonna like explore in this area and I'm gonna learn and like I love the idea of compounding like you look at like, I'm going to watch a 15-minute video on this one thing every day. Say, like, you really want to know about watches. Like, you know what? Every day for 15 minutes or, like, 20 minutes, I'm going to look up on YouTube and I'm going to find a video about watches and how they work. And I'm just like, I want to know. And I want to know about all – I want to become a watch connoisseur. And, like, like, oh, there's so much. So, like, just start 15 minutes a day. And that's it. Like, okay, I'm going to do that. And after that, like, then I'm just going to carry on with my day. I got work to do. Maybe I have to start looking for another job. Or I want to look for another source of income. But you know what? On top of all of that, I'm just going gonna, gonna to watch this video. 15 minutes. That's all. And you do that in, in like 15 minutes. And then after two days, it's half an hour. After four days, that's an hour. You know? And then like, that's, that's, so you've watched an hour. You've consumed an hour in less than a week. Um, and almost two hours in a week. So you do that. Imagine doing that for, for, you know, a month and then a quarter. And as that builds up and as you're doing it, one, you're going to, you're going to get you again, you're, you're re-gearing your mind. You're like, Oh, and you're going to start watching a little bit more. And then you're going to like, Oh, look at this guy. This guy posts these really good videos. And now he's, he's got this page too. And he's got these articles. Let me read that. Let me read that about this. And, oh, here's a history thing. Like that's actually, you get more and more interested. You get more and more sucked in and you learn more and more and more. And it just starts building on itself. The momentum and everything builds on itself for you and you get better and better and better and you and before you know it like you're the guy in the room you're the gal in the room that knows more about watches and the history of watches and the way that watches work and what makes a watch good and bad and all that than anybody else um in the room and in most rooms and then you it's and it's that's that's something else that you have and it's just like it's there's nothing there's literally nothing stopping you from doing it other than yourself so like get out of your own freaking way choose a thing pick a thing make it a fun thing and add it in right now you know like you got to be focused on the job you got to be focused on the future and like what does the money look like you have to do that you have to for your for yourself for your family for the world, for the for everyone around you, you need to do that. And at the same time, you got to keep your head on straight. And you, so like, don't don't just sit there in 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 this world of, of stress and negativity. Like, get yourself out there and find the opportunities because they're out there for you right now. I love you guys. Thank you for coming back, and I'll see you here next time.